0: The shark babe has such teeth, dear, and it shows them pearly away just a jack knife has old Maggie Heath, babe, And. It... So
2: welcome to another episode of Macklin's Take, everybody, with me, Andy Clark, and Matt Macklin, as always... We're at the Intercontinental and we've just discovered that the fight tomorrow night, which will be would have been long gone by the time you listen to this Cressor Shields against Savannah Marshall is is not taking place now. It's been knocked back until October the fifteenth. So there's a slightly strange atmosphere floating around lots of fighters lots of teams making preparations to go home early basically we had a similar kind of conversation before the before the start of the pod with with peter fury and we're well aware that by the time you listen to this all of this stuff will be old news but it just makes for a an odd kind of atmosphere and a very unusual situation so i just thought i'd just give you a quick taste of of where we are and what we're doing but no point in discussing it any any further than that really so macklin i thought what we would do at the start of this one is something we've not done before and we're going to play name that guest now you may well think that this is a bit of a pointless thing to do people listening may well think that this is a bit of a waste of time because you know who the guest is because he's sitting here and people listening you know who the guest is as well because we put the guest's name in the title but i'm keen to do it anyway which is a very interesting man we've got with us today you just have to see if you can get it. You know, you really have to. You really have to think hard about this one. So, this is a man who boxed professionally, but not under his real name. You see, that's the first tantalising clue. Name given to him by his famous Irish trainer. He There's is another clue. That there you go. There's another clue. There's another clue. Just just keep logging these. He now runs a very successful security company, which sees him pop up at ringside pretty much. ...on a weekly basis in all sorts of locations. Last time I saw him was at the O2 just next door, actually, for the KSI night. And uh, at one point he was, he was making a point to somebody in the ring in very forthright fashion. He was, he was quite upset. He was really quite upset. I was, I was a bit scared, if I'm honest. Uh, he runs his own gym. They've got a show on Sunday. A gym that's been going for probably nearly 25 years. Uh, the One Nation. There's another clue. These are my two favourites. He's met Michael Jackson... And he shared the green room with Naomi Campbell and Jennifer Lopez at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) You should see the look on his face now. So, who do you think it is? I know who it is.
1: (laughs) It's Clifton Mitchell. (laughs) Of course it is. The big reveal. The big reveal. Clifton, thanks for joining us. Thank you for inviting me on your pod.
2: Because I know that, actually, logistically, you've probably got quite a lot to do. Um, are you hiding? Because there are all sorts of people who need to be told things at the minute.
1: Correct. And when you have a dog, you don't bog yourself. So I've got a load of staff here. <laughs> let, them, <laughs> let them run round. I think, you know, we've broke the back of it regarding the announcement's out. And, um, you know, God uh, save the Queen and let I hope she rest in peace. But um, like I said, it's very hard in this situation. Never been in this situation before. I don't think any of us really I mean, we've, we've had shows cancelled but for this particular reason no, I don't think we've ever uh, been in this situation before.
0: Well, we we're all saying that yesterday we were kind of, everyone was looking at each other for a steer of what's going to happen, looking for someone to emerge and take lead and say, well look this is what's going to happen. But the reality was nobody knew because it was uncharted waters and I don't think anyone was even. Which is, I don't even know anyone if anyone even knew what the protocol was for, for a situation like this. Because although when you think about it, we, it's not out of the blue. Like she's been, it's it's kind of been something that has been spoken about that it could possibly happen. You would have thought that maybe there would have been a bit more protocol in place. I don't know.
2: It's difficult, isn't it? I think I think a lot of things are being done on the fly at the minute because uh, I'm no kind of royal constitutional expert by by any stretch but but maybe a lot of these things that are kind of our protocol were devised decades ago when we live in a different time now particularly after the last two and a half years where all sorts of things have happened to people's livelihoods and lives that that this is one of those ones you've just got to kind of read the room a bit and, and see how you go about it so it's not you know it's not it's not easy by 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 any stretch but let's let's get into um, let's get into uh, the chat that we're always planning to have with you, Clint. You've, you've been on the list for, for quite a while, actually. Oh, but this was always one we wanted to do in person, and we haven't been able to do that many in person for, for reasons that I was just referring to, basically. So, first thing is, you've probably been asked this a lot, and you'll have told this story quite a lot, but Brendan Ingall decided that he was going to give you the ring name of... Was it Paddy Riley or Paddy O'Reilly?
1: Riley? Paddy O'Reilly from Bally James Duff. <laughs> so, how did, how did that happen? Not, not even just Paddy O'Reilly. So... When I first went to the gym, uh, it was funny because my very good friend of mine, which is a colleague of yours, is Johnny Nelson. And um, my amateur coach said to me, I've got some sparring for you. I said, where? He said, up at Sheffield. So I walked in the gym and I'm waiting for the sparring part to come. I didn't really even know Johnny at the time. I didn't even know at the time that he'd actually boxed. My uh, there he was walking out with his nicking something. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know that he had boxed my cousin until later on, because me and Johnny nearly had a set to in in the um, after he boxed my cousin as an amateur because it was all you can imagine. Johnny, everybody's threatening to throw a punch, not really nobody's throwing a punch. So in the changing, it was going off a bit. So and then I get to find out I'm spying with him, but I didn't realise it was him until after. So I walked into the gym and uh, I'm sitting there waiting for him and he's gone he's walked in and Brenda's gone to him Cliff, Johnny I've got some sparring for you and it's the first time I understood uh, about getting to someone's head so what he said to me was he looked at me yeah, he, looked, he looked at me and he said um, can he fight? looking at me and I thought oh my god God, Cheeky, he's getting it. Yeah, he's yeah, absolutely yeah. getting it. Wait till I get in that ring with him.
0: So he's looking at you, and, then, and he, while he's looking at you, he speaks to Brendan yeah, yeah, as yeah, if you're not there yeah, and yeah, says, yeah, can yeah, he yeah, fight? Yeah. Oh, I bet you were fuming.
1: He his bag and just walked <laughs> off. Absolutely. Fuming. So, so I've gone, okay then. So I put my wraps on, bum, bum, bum. Jumped in the ring. If I threw 300 punches, i probably hit him in about two. Understand? And I thought, I need to be here. I need to be in the gym with my aggression, and with um, their defense. If I can mix the two together, I'm going to be a, more of a complete fire. That's the reason why I signed up there. And then he says, "Right, so I'm changing your name." I says, "Because <laughs> there was Slugger Tool, Johnny the Entertainer." Who was Slugger Tool? Fidel. Fidel.
3: Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: There's a couple more up there. So I've gone. I've got it I went what he said Paddy Riley from Bally James Duff (laughs) I said where do you get that from he said there's a song come back Paddy Riley to right. yeah I never heard it until until it was your ring ball yeah (laughs) so I thought so that's that's how it was and to be fair my most the most the most important thing about that name yeah Paddy Riley's undefeated (laughs) 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 you know what I mean yeah
2: so I mean what what happened the first I think I read something in, in one of the many books about the Ingle Gym about the first night that you that you used
1: it, that you oh, were kind of
2: unveiled, people were not expecting a, yes. a six foot two black guy, basically. Yeah.
1: I'll tell you what it was, yeah. I was boxing on screen sport, that's how long ago it is, yeah. I was on screen sport and it uh, it was Naz's debut. I was topping the bill. So what he's going is, is um I remember... what year Would that have been 92, 93, something yeah, like that? Yeah yeah, 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 So, he's gone... Paddy Riley against Michael Murray from Manchester, yeah? So, somebody came up to Barry, Barry McGuigan and said, it's good to see two Irish heavyweights boxing each other. I want to watch on screen, <laughs> so there's two big black men getting in the ring together. I remember with Michael Murray, yeah. boxing from Manchester.
0: Dreads, d- d- yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it's funny because... Back in the day, you You probably wouldn't do this now, but that was my third opponent, but my fifth fight. So I boxed two of them twice, my first fight twice, second fight twice, and I boxed Malcolm Murray in their English-British eliminator. So I'd have done a 10-rounder in, in my fifth fight, but then it was my third opponent, which is not really done these days, is it? Unless you're women. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: So what was it like? What was life like in, in, in that gym up there? Because... I'll tell you what. It sounds... It sounds... Johnny's been on. Ryan Rhodes has been on the pod as well. We've never managed to get Naz. We saw him in Saudi, but he, but he didn't do any media at all, actually. He's perfectly friendly, chatty. <laughs> but it
1: sounds like it was a hell of a
0: time to oh, be, to be part was, of it. It was a party. It was Paul Ramsey, Matt Ramsey. They'd signed they them came, in. They came they. up
1: there. They came up there. But, you know... How was it Ramsey in the ABAs? Me and him was in the ABAs yeah. together. Well, I was... But I, I just... So I'd started boxing at Small Heath in 93...
0: I think it was, 94. They turned pro then. They'd won the ABAs and they'd just turned pro around that time. I remember
1: him. Who did he beat in the final? I can't remember. Mark Mark Elliott and all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we was in the Midlands area. So regarding Brendan's gym and everybody up there, it was a proper, proper family. And it was more... Banter, loads of banter in that gym, loads and loads of banter. I feel that. Did you, you know, commute it or did you move up there? I moved there. Brendan said to me, um, "If you want to be a professional boxer, you need to move up here." So I moved to Sheffield, and he put me in one of his houses that had electric, it had eating, no wallpaper, it just been proper skimmed, yeah, yeah, yeah. all plastered. No, I had to bring my own bed. Bought mattress up there. <laughs> no, cl- I mean I was proper slumming it, slumming it when I went up there. And people see, like I said, I'm, I'm not only the person that to do things like a lot of fires But the people see people now and think that they've, they've just arrived. Mm. They don't realise you've had a journey to get uh, to where you've
0: got. Oh, you know? I know what you're saying. Oh, trust me I slummed it when I went to Manchester yeah, with Billy you know, Graham and all you that, know, that you know because you, know, you weren't you know six round fights you weren't earning nothing. big money for those fights so you, you three four hundred quid you're living as getting, you're trying to live as cheap as possible aren't
1: you exactly you know? I mean I had a like, nutriment can that's what I was using for tea and coffee and no I we had to bring everything up from Derby but like I said you know it was it was the making rather than the break of you because you know what if you're up here and you're doing that and you really want to do it mm-hmm you really will do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah when there's... You,
0: you're not up there for the crack, are you? When you when, no. you're, when you're living like that, you're up there because you, you know that you've got to go through this because you want to get to where you want to achieve. But it did seem to me like there was some crack up there, though.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Good, good times, good times. I mean, I left as well. I left and came back. But also, um, for me, I don't think Brendan was absolutely the best trainer for me per se as a heavyweight because i probably did a lot more moving than i needed to do understand but for life and social skills and being able to hold a conversation with people and be in certain situations where you're not uncomfortable he did a very good job very good job you know it's not just about boxing is it it's about life and social skills as well
2: yeah, absolutely. And, and as you say, getting away from home and, and the familiarity that that brings and moving to a new place, you know, it's, it's that, it kind of rounds you, shapes you a bit.
1: To be fair, you know, what people don't know is that I was in a children's home from the age of 12 to 16, came home one day a week. So it was most, it's like Borstal really. So, you know, I've always had to be looking after myself. Going, in, going into a children's home from that age and knowing that... You're probably... There's only two black guys actually in there and you've got, like, another hundred of them. Yeah. And you're 12 and, and you've got 16, 15, 16-year-olds. It's a tough time at the beginning, you know? It's no, a tough time. So. You know? I'm 56 now, so it's not like like last year or 10 no, years ago. it was ago. a different time back then, wasn't different it? Different time, especially. And I'm out in the country. I'm not <laughs> in a town centre, you know? Yeah. But like I said, you know, it made me be able to... How can I say? Realize what I'm about it made me more. I think you've got to be selfish as a boxer anyway to yourself, but more single minded is the word I'm looking for. More single minded. Going up to Sheffield with Brendan, you, you know, you said
0: with the camaraderie and the crack that you had in the gym with the lads, yeah, was it, um, did it feel like a second family, oh, like a home percent. from home? Do you know what I mean?
1: Listen, Johnny's my brother.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean.
1: Johnny is my brother and nobody in boxing is, um, in my boxing career, has done more for me than Johnny. Yeah. understand. I've been around the world, Naz, all around the world, but what Johnny taught me and what I taught Johnny, you know... Complimented complimented, each other, what you already had. Yeah, yeah, complimented. He He taught me how to be actually a professional boxer where I taught him, stop being a little girl and be a man in there, you know what (laughs) I mean, basically you know what I mean, be a man up because like I said, I'm not I'm not really aggressive you might think I am, but I'm not really aggressive I'm just calm, but come fight day or you put me in a situation like anybody we can take it on because we're fighters and that's, that's that's in our nature but I will say that Sheffield was a very, very good place for me Maybe not the best place for me to be training per se. I probably could have done better somewhere else. But take that out of it. I learned a lot from it. I've done better out of the ring than I did in the ring.
3: Yeah.
2: Was the meeting with Michael Jackson? Was that through was that through Naz?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was funny, you know, because it was me and Morris. It was me and Morris and um Naz. And we was in LA, but to be fair, we was in New York with him when he went to the blue velvet gym and Michael Jackson came there then we was in LA we was doing a press tour for the Kevin Kelly fight I think it was and then we was moving around and he says right then Michael says oh let's he's invited up to our. house I'm like yeah but I'm in LA I'm thinking oh yeah it'll be like a 10 minute 20 minute drive 3 hours later we're still driving to his house <laughs> you know what I mean but it's very 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 interesting it was interesting to to go to his house I'm not really I don't really get gassed up over people to be fair and when we got there and his house wasn't I think his house it was just a normal sized house but he had something like 500 acres but he just in his house where he actually lived just a normal size house not massive uh, asked me if I wanted a cup of tea and he had some Royal Derby China so that was nice you know what I mean that's a big, big up derby you know what I mean so MJ with the Royal Derby Yeah, you know, I'm telling you you'd 100%. never guess it back then would you <laughs> yeah so but when did we... he have Yorkshire tea bags? yeah no, no, no. I don't know <laughs> that's the million dollar question no it was probably them Lipton's and rubbish ones they got in America but um, so when we was there so him and Naz went up into um, I think the cinema cinema Nah. And then me and Morris had two go-karts. like golf buggies, and we we'll just drive, riding around his arm, looking at. He had a fair. He had a. Yeah, was that the house that he called Neverland. Yes.
0: Yeah, that was the place. Yeah.
1: Mate, unbelievable, unbelievable. Anything, anything. It was. A, he had a fun park, big wheel. He actually had like a British Leyland train, massive one, sitting there and he had them little ones that could jump on he could d- jump on and go around yeah really really different and it's only, for me it was only when he died I realised you know what I actually met him you know but I didn't really I mean yeah of course I was happy to meet him and like, but I wasn't gassed up gassed up like running around to it, but I met him maybe I would have done if we had phones that he could take pictures on then, but I had to wait for him to, to, to be valid. Instagram yeah, yeah <laughs> something like that that got a treat, few hits <laughs> wouldn't it mm, yeah
2: <laughs> Jesus yeah In it? But that's that's interesting though, because he he was just his fame was a level of fame that can't really be achieved anymore, I don't think, because there was just terrestrial then and he was terrestrial T V globally, absolutely Imagine. massive. Massive. And so when you were growing up, Michael Jackson was like maybe the most famous person in the million world. Percent,
1: million percent. And you
2: weren't that gassed up. It's no, just no, kind no, of no, quite no, interesting.
1: But I've always my mum's always said to me, you know. That everybody goes to the toilet, understand, and he's not better than you, you're not better than him. And I've always been, my mum's always taught me that from a very, very young age. So don't think that somebody's better than you because at the end of the day, we're all, we're all going to go in a hole and we're all, we're all human, we all bleed. We, we all come in the same way and we're all going out the same way, yeah, isn't so, it? So my mum's always been like that, and, and I'm like, like, some people get guessed up. I think certain races... I've been with Nas, yeah? And I've seen people chasing the car like he's some messiah. And he's laughing He's laughing. Look at these people behind me. You know what I mean? I'm like... But like I said, you know... I'm, I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't happy to go to Michael Jackson's house. I was. But I wasn't really... I wasn't like... oh mate, Yeah. Ringing everybody. Look, I've met, met Michael Jackson. I wasn't about that, you know? I'm happy to get to his house. And I'm happy to meet him. Um... I mean, there's been a lot of people I've met, but Michael Jackson is by far the famous, most, most iconic. Well, just,
2: just, just in case I forget later on, because we will get to some more boxing chat, we want, we want to talk about founding your own gym, we want to talk about the security company, but yeah. a bit like Macklin and Samantha Mumba, I, I cannot not ask you about Naomi Campbell and, oh, uh, mate, and unbelievable. Jennifer Lopez. Un- just
1: mate, unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, me and Naz has gone... Naz is doing the TV programme. I forgot the guy's name, right? So, we've gone there, and uh, Puff Daddy actually came to one of his fights at... I forgot he boxed... Uh, Shane Neary boxed on the same card. He beat oh, Lord.
0: i tell you who Naz boxed. He boxed uh, Bungu. Bungu,
1: yeah. He boxed him, yeah. But um, Puff Daddy was in the... In the uh, up in the change rooms, and he, he says, right then, boom." I've got a thing come, come there after or oh, I think it, it might have been a week before or a week after wait a minute. so we've got there and he says right then he's on stage and we've um, he put me in the green room so I've walked in the green room sat down looked up <laughs> Naomi Campbell and Jennifer Lopez are sitting there and I don't want them to catch me staring at them <laughs> 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 Serious, right? I'm like a little kid sitting in the corner, like, going, Yeah, so I've looked up. Honestly, the skin is un- perfect. Lopez's skin is absolutely perfect. Olive skin, I'm thinking, oh my god. I would like to get them two together. That's what I am thinking. Yeah? And anybody. Well, you that- get the uh, yeah. You've got them together now. you to have a move? Yeah. I didn't have the ball. I didn't have the. <laughs> no type of strength in my heart to get up there and walk across there. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been to ask them for a, a photo. I should have asked him for a photo, shouldn't I? <laughs> if we had phones back then. Ah,
2: well, striding interview is is, is Johnny Nelson. If,
1: if, he, if, he's a, if he's at a
2: loose end for a, for a second, then I'll just uh, I'll just plug a microphone in here. So Clifton's just been bringing us up to date on on a few things. Um, about, I mean, one of them mainly, the main plank of it was how um I think how he phrased it was how he taught you not to be a little bitch that, that, might, that might have been what he said is that, is that right Mike? I think no, that no, might no. have been it I'll just plug this microphone in and run away hang yeah. on a second
1: I didn't say bitch as a girl yeah. well Hang on one sec. Oh, this is going to get messy now, isn't it? <laughs> Dishing the dirt. I, 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 I didn't know I could swear on it. That's the reason why I've been trying to... I know
3: you can swear call. away. Yeah. Actually, no, Johnny,
2: can, Johnny can just uh, can just uh, share my mic. So, yeah, anyway, you two go way back.
3: We do, and uh, when Clifton first came into Sheffield, uh, my mum knew it was trouble, and... Uh, <laughs> Oh, that <laughs> my mum knew it was trouble and she said, You go and follow Clifton. He can always go back to Derby. Uh, so you live here, this is your home. But I think what he did was probably open my eyes. You know, I uh I had friends around me that was pretty square, that were pretty safe, that were you know went to church. We just walked the right path, and then Clifton came up, drinking, smoking, swearing, <laughs> <laughs> with his dreadlocks, with his dreadlocks, and mum's like Proper on my case, you know, but to me, it's like I saw the line thinking I like that, but because I didn't have any friends like him, uh, my friends were pretty straight. And then as time went on, uh, I'd stepped over to the dark side. Uh, I think, I but, think,
1: I think, though, that to be fair, yeah, what happened, I used to go to his mum's house, yeah, I used to give his mum some money, yeah, and she used to cook for us, isn't it? Yeah, she used to cook, cook for me, so I got. She, she warmed to me in the end. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised brought- he
3: got away with it because I'm surprised he got away with it because my mum took no prisoners. And that, but she actually liked. I'm like, have you managed that one? Uh, but but Clifton, even when he came to the gym, he had a bit of ruggedness about him where you just thought, you know what? Any parent, uh, any God fearing parent, would not let somebody like him through your front door. And so, and, and it was funny uh, because my mum like she held him down, and he was like, it was like having another brother added to the family, which was nice because it it made me grow up, look at life differently, um, uh, and so it's just funny, it's just funny how it, it all turned out. So, so Johnny's mum liked you, Clifton. She just didn't like you hanging around with Johnny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, correct, correct.
2: So looking at what he's done since he left, since he left the gym, uh, since he. Hung up his, his gloves, founding his own gym, the One Nation in Derby, which has been going for a really long time, which has changed hundreds of lives, and, and founding the, the company that he runs now, um, the security company that, that deals with so many uh, fight nights. Uh, it's very, very high profile. Are you kind of, are you surprised at what he's gone on to do? Well, you, you must be proud of him.
3: And there's only a few of us from the gym that have actually gone on and done something poignant in our life. Clifton, when he first came to the gym, he'll admit to you, he couldn't read couldn't write Um, we could hustle Um, Brendan taught us to hustle but so there's different types of hustling on the right side of the law hustling on the line of the law and um, and and you look at what Clifton's done now he's created he's learnt from Brendan learnt from how to deal with kids learnt how to 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 guide kids what's important to create a community within Derby and then bring in a certain element of kids into the gym because he's well respected there so I think in Derby he's just created another hub where no matter what and years to come. He'll not, probably not get the credit now For what he's doing now But in 5, 10, 15 years time That's Clifton Mitchell's in down there That's what it'll be You're going to Derby now Everybody knows who Clifton is But they'll know who he is for the right reasons Because he'll change the lives of Young people like Sandy Ryan You know when she's retired And she's got kids of her own Her kids will go in the gym um, and, and, and so on and so on And that's what Brendan did And so we all learnt little bits of something from Brendan uh, and so, so, in that, I think it, it's a proud moment. Brendan looked down and say, Craft, I wouldn't leave you to play with the monkeys. That's what Brendan would do, you know. But Brendan got it, he got it, but he taught us all something. Hey, hey, kid. hey kids. Hey, everybody. Sitting here with a famous Slovenian philosopher. How are you doing, sir? I am uh, in health. thank you. Are you uh, excited about something? I am excited about this latest uh, CIA-funded venture. A CIA venture? Yes. It's called the Desire and Capital Podcast. Oh, what is it about? I refuse your fascist question. Well, there you have it. Listen to the Desire and Capital Podcast. Coming soon to a bourgeois platform near you. On your marks, get set, Go. <laughs>
1: I I totally agree and I feel that you know every now and again I will come out with a Brendan saying you know what I mean like three smart or things like that you know people think what's three smart I went you can be two smart yeah you can be three smart Outsmart smart yourself you know, so that's what Brendan used to call three smart. You know, yeah, yeah. No,
0: that's it. It's uh, what they say. You're better in life. You're better off by, by being, you know being smart or being stupid. You don't want to be half smart or no, three smart.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and starting your own thing, starting your own gym, that was something that Brendan, as I understand it, kind of encouraged you all to do. I remember Dave saying the same thing, Dave Coldwell, that he, he would say to you all, you know, you'll have your own gyms one day, lads, and, you know, you'll have these problems. I'll
1: tell you this, yeah. The reason why I started in a gym in the security government, there's 22 reasons why. I didn't know how to do anything else. I didn't know how good I'd be as a trainer, but I thought I'd have a go at it, yeah? I didn't know I'd go if when the security thing came up it was just somebody offered me a few, a few pubs and I thought yeah I'll have a go at that and that's how that started so I've just grown it and grown it and grown it and listen it, nothing in business is plain sailing and we've had to you know move and shake and do bits and bobs but with the gym I love doing it I do love it I do love I, lo- I love being in the gym I love working with kids and I, and I love seeing them grow and get better and go into championships and like I said I didn't think that my boxing gym had a style you know if you go to a Brendan Ingle gym you know what style they're going to fight you know if you go to even Joe Gallagher you've got their style go to certain gyms you know what style they're going to do and they are all box out if you go to my gym you haven't got a clue what, what's going to come out because I only box you to what you're good at I'm not going to change what you do drastically to, to suit what I want you to do to what you want to do that makes you for me there's a lot of boxing teachers trainers out there isn't many boxing teachers and I think you've got people like um, as in like a lot of there's a lot of trainers that get given fighters that are already made there isn't many trainers that can build them from the floor up None of them want him to do.
0: No, I, I said that about... Um, so me, me and Johnny have spoken about loads. I said, like you know, to think Brendan Ingle had the amount of fighters he had from scratch, from like, can't throw a punch, Yes, and took yeah. them from schoolboy champion, senior ABA champion, whatever, yeah. turned them pro at 18, which yeah. he always did anyway, yeah. yeah, and then took them to world champion. He didn't do it just once.
1: No, you 10, know what I
0: mean? Yeah. He'd he done it with a few, so yeah. that, that's a proper trainer.
1: That's, yeah, teacher. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, Anybody can get you fit. All you have to do is get a ball and throw it in terms to come back. You know what I mean? Anybody can get you fit. But like I said, Brendan, another Brendan saying, he says, if it's as easy as getting up every morning, going for a run and going to the gym every night, there'll be champions everywhere. It ain't that easy.
2: No, no, exactly. And, and you know, having your own gym too and the amateur side of it and the, the beginner side of it and all, and all the rest of it. You know, we've just been talking about training pros and, and, you know, bringing through champions and Matt was a champion and I spent a little bit of time down at my local, my local amateur club and what what you what we all know, what you all realise is that bringing through champions is great, but it's not really about that, is it? No. For me,
1: yeah, I've got kids in the gym that one-parent families or the fostered and they come to the gym. There's a lot of many foster kids that actually get brought to the gym, and they come in there like little shells, you know. And you've got to try and nurture them and try and bring them out themselves because a lot of them don't even wouldn't even speak. I've got a kid in the gym wouldn't speak, would not speak at all. He went and won uh, the junior junior championships. I got him in the ring at an amateur show and put him on the mic and he's talking away. He never, ever... His dad couldn't believe that. He's actually got in the ring. So things like that I get more pleasure out of. I mean, you know, some, some fights you go to, you know the kid's going to win before he even gets there. It's the ones that you don't expect to win. They get more pleasure out of, you know? You know,
0: the likes of Brendan Ingle and Phil Martin in Manchester, and, and how oh, yeah. Clifton's doing, what he's done about there in, yeah. in, 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 uh, in Derby, my amateur coach. You know, Pat Benson, he was an old man. He, didn't, he never took on the pads in his life. Do you know what I mean? But he was... It was like a, it was like a grandad, like a grandad figure, and, but th- these got these people that, that, you talk about social workers, like they're as much a social worker as they're a boxing trainer, you know. So, some of these kids in these gyms, that is the nearest thing they've got to a father figure, is their boxing coach, and, and the good ones, it, 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 it's not about, it's not about doing six rounds in the bags or skipping for ten minutes. It, you know, they're talking to them, they community. like exactly. Community is something that's probably lost nowadays between everyone's on their phone, everyone's, like, you know, the world's never been more connected but in some ways it's never been more disconnected yes. because the, the, the word community has gone into the big soup. What happened to the local butcher or, the, or, the, or, or whatever? The, it's all corporations, the big supermarkets. You can supermarkets. order it on your phone
1: now, you don't even speak to anybody. You know. I, so, think, I think that, that um, what I saw was if... If you've got kids in the gym, yeah, and I get them to wear all the same tops. They've all got a one-nation top. So when they're training, they, they feel like they belong to... They want to come in. They want one of them tops. And to get one of them tops, you have to learn 12 combinations. understand? And that gets you your top. So when they, they feel like they've achieved something, it's like, you know, they do karate, they do the catters the and the bits and that no different to what we do it's just a different way of doing it and I think you know from they, I mean I've got kids that live local and I've got kids that'll travel from like 20 minutes 30 minutes away just to come to the gym which they, there's gyms around there but like I said it's about being in a place that you're happy every, every kid maybe every every, adult, every every kid in the world
0: wants to feel a part of they want to belong don't want to feel accepted you know that, that's a, that's a, a human need isn't it you know especially children so like and every, you know some people fit in better in other places but in, you know so in the boxing gym some some of these kids
1: you know it's... not everybody fits everybody I've had kids come in the gym and they've left and they've gone somewhere else and I'm quite happy as long as they're happy I'm not, I've got no vegan about oh he's left why has he left me I hope he loses when you leave I hope I hope you do as well as you can understand crack on understand but also I think you've got you've got them fighters then you've got fighters that won't leave the gym at all you've got just stay in the gym and thinking why didn't you go home man (laughs) go home and and, and the reason why I I, I opened the gym is because like I said I didn't know how good I was going to be at a coach you know I haven't had no world champions not yet understand and I will get them. I will get one. I have no doubt in my mind. But it, for me, it's, that isn't the, big, the biggest... That's not the driving force. it's mean, not the driving force. because if it was, I'd have packed up. I've been doing it 20-odd years. You understand? But it's going to take you years, 10 years before you even find yourself as a trainer. Unless you get given fighters. But I like to build mine. So if you look at all my fighters, they've all come from the amateurs through to the pros. I don't get many people that walk through my door um, that are already made. understand? I've had a couple and I got rid of one understand because he's not the right fit for me understand if they're the right fit and I don't and, and you, it's like being with a woman if if it's not right they're not right you know
2: I was always a big Dave Ryan fan
1: Oh yeah, he could fight him. It's so, just... what,
2: what, what's he up to now? Because I did hear a while back that he he was kind of touring the world he with is. his mate, who's an international motor motorcyclist yes, or something. Yes,
1: yes, brave. I think I think to be fair, when he botched Josh Taylor, um, it did his all, the weight all wrong again, and I wasn't a big fan of Josh Taylor because. I didn't rate him I did rate him but I didn't give him the full credit until I see him box somebody really good because boxing Dave and Dave was flat as a pancake got in the ring dead understand and he got beat but Dave is one tough 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 kid and honest just I know I know when Dave's gonna win or gonna lose in the change rooms I think care who is in the ring with. As soon as I take him with the pads, I know when he's on it. and when I'm trying to come on.
0: You've got to G him up.
1: <laughs> what you gotta G him up? You know the one, don't you? So if I gotta G him up then he's got then, you know, he's gonna have a and but he's tough as a brick. Tough, tough as a brick. Really, really good fight. And his sister, if you see the both of them together spot, you think you you couldn't swap them she fights exactly like him. Probably better though. Better. She's better. Oh, it, it, so, Sandy on, she's Dave's sister? Yes. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, a lot, I lot didn't of people know don't that. know
2: that. A lot, a lot yeah, of people mate. don't know
0: that. I didn't um, know that. That's where the body shotgun was from then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean.
2: Well, she was up on the GB squad for a good while, wasn't she? Lauren Price, actually, and Karis Artingstall have just wandered past us. Uh, yeah. To our left-hand side, ben, ben Shalom as well. People just gradually kind of still filtering around, but but on phones, making <laughs> making plans. So, how, the, how, did
1: the, how did the move into boxing security
2: how, how did that, that happen?
1: I, I'll tell you how that happened, yeah. Well, when Naz left Warren, uh, match room, he decided to do his own promotion, didn't he? And then he got Kevin Camp, that was with Top Guard. Remember Kevin Camp? Scar on his face. And uh, when he was going, he brought him across. I was already with Naz at the time. So he says, yeah, you coming out with me. He says, So Naz says to me, you go with him. Boom, 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 boom. So I went there, and he showed me some bits of Bob. So he bought Kev. Kev bought me on a different jobs. I looked after Happy Mondays with him. I did. um, I did David Beckham. I did uh, George Michael. I did a few people. Was this kind of actor's minder? Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's what he was doing. He's doing his personal. So then it. Because Kevin was doing matchroom and Warren at the same time, doing the security. So he's asked me, and then he was doing cream fields, doing this. So I started supplying med to him, good men, starting supplying. And then they had a fallout. Their company had a big fallout with Warren because he got somebody into his office and Warren got rid of his security. Then it was all going a to bit tongue, tongue. So, and then John Wish is the one who said to me, Well, you might as well carry on with it understand that's the reason why uh that's how i got into security really it started back with the prize fighters back in the day and things like that I bought, but i've always su- supplied men to shows for a while then i took on the hennessy contract then um so boxing security it, it's easier it's not the easiest job to do it's probably one of the hardest security jobs you can do when you're dealing with Fighters, officials, trainers, public, mothers, fathers, sisters—you know—you're dealing with all these people that are very, very um, emotionally high at this time because of the fight. So, and people trying to jump into rings and all sorts. So, you know, yeah, for me, I'm only as good as my stuff. You know, so as long as I try and get the right stuff together, I will be. I can do the job, you're not going to get it right every time, but if we can get it right at least ninety five percent of the time, we've got a chance you know
2: what's it like being a doing how do they describe it close protection being a being a minder for someone
1: me I don't particularly do it anymore because I can't be bothered, but people love it I've got stuff i mean i look after I look after um the football, I look after Leicester City, and we also do the villa yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we've got we look after gerard i mean. Tom there, Tom Davison, he looks after him. So, um, it was all right when I was doing, NAS, and Naz wasn't really like close protection, it was like I was just with him, you know what I mean? He was your mate, really, wasn't Yeah, he was your mate, so it's a little bit different. It a bit like Wenger and, and uh, Josh, weren't it? Josh, I mean, he doesn't really do security for, he just goes with him, so I'd just get, be able to go everywhere with him, and he just needed somebody with him, you know? So... When, when, when did you, when did you, when did you, when was your last fight yourself? When did you stop mixing? Ninety-six.
0: 96, yeah.
1: 96, and that was against Zhoko Mavrovic. Oh, Mavrovic, European champion he was, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, they went on and boxed Lennox, didn't he?
2: He did, yeah, I saw him at the World Amateur Championships last October. He's still got the mohawk. Has he? Yeah, yeah, he's is a he good skinny, nick though. Is is he better now? because yeah. he was
1: ill he got really ill got some blood blood someone uh, with his blood
2: well he, he must be alright I think because he was he was asking us about you know Roy Jones was there and he was keen to sit down with Roy Jones and talk about seniors boxing basically he still uh, looks in fantastic shape
1: Uh, Spenhocker uh Johnny's he's here with a fighter yeah Johnny boxed him in Germany he said to me he was sitting right right here as we are now he said he kept looking at me thinking he went did you go sparring in Germany Oh, and yeah I sparred with Axel Schultz. Oh yeah,
2: Johnny. Yeah, so you, you went on those trips with Johnny, yes. did you? Henry Mask and Axel Schultz and those I went,
1: guys. I went um, first. I was sparred with Lucky for the first fight. I was down at the. Um, that's when I fell out with Brendan. That's the story. I fell out with Brendan over this because I'm not boxed for. Once I beat Michael Murray, I was in the Who Needs Zim club, and plus, what he, what what was happening was um, at that time. Nas was hot property. So Brendan moved him from Mickey Duff to Barrieren. And then from Barrieren to Frank Warren. So our gym now has absolutely been sidelined by all the promoters because what, what Brendan did weren't my fault I've got three young kids at the time I can't even get no can't get no work so he sent me to London just, oh
0: were they kind of in Brendan because he course. took him to Frank yeah,
1: yeah of course yeah. there's no way they were going to give him any jobs so I've gone to London to spar with Akiwandi I said well, what, am I, what am I getting to get down there he went don't worry about it you'll be all right you know what I mean so I've gone down there remember this yeah so we don't spar open in Brendan's gym. So I spar with John, we do 10, 15, 20 rounds, just keep working, working, working. So we go, right, then you're going down there to spar with that guy one day. I went, eh? <laughs> really? <laughs> 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 but usually going from Derby, for going from Derby to London is hour and half. Going from Sheffield is like three hours. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna call all the way there thinking, we're going to spar with this kid in a minute. So when we get to the Thomas and Beckett, he's in the ring he's just about to spar he says oh he's trying to go no 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 Frank Black is it? yeah 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 I think Frank yeah. Black yeah Yeah. he said He said. Um, nah spar tomorrow no 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 I'll get changed quick don't worry I'm going tomorrow in today I ain't waiting till tomorrow I'm really having anxiety about sparring with this kid you know <laughs> what I mean? I want to get over it. <laughs> with yeah I just want to get in <laughs> with him I got in the ring with him and I was like ah oh. I thought he'd be better than this you know that you, what with kids, you're thinking. You, you expect you expect them to be a lot better you than build what them they. up in your head. Of course, and you actually, do. thinking weren't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I found out, and then to stay in that Thompson Becky in some little, I think the room was about that big, a bed. That was it. Yeah, they used to have rooms what, above this? the gym. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, one of when I come back, he went. I did about three days when I we went. I didn't even know much I'm getting paid yeah so I asked him he went oh you're getting £30 a day I said he's on 90 grand him and you're giving me £30 <laughs> I went absolutely busy from that that's when I left Brendan's for a bit when I was done, went to London and then uh, went and signed with Warren but so that was alright but the most important thing I didn't get right was having the right trainer i had only it fuzzy no disrespect to him he's no trainer he was one of them he was one of them kids out in the gym because I could fight anyway every shot good shot good shot it's alright when you first get there and after about three months mate it's starting to piss me off now you know what I mean shut up good shot good shot you know what I mean just cheerleading you yeah, a little bit so to be fair I had about seven fights seven knockouts back to back 15th fight box James Oye but what he didn't know is... He was massive though, wasn't he? He was about the same size as Josh... No, no, same size as Fury, 6'9", something like that. But what he didn't know, I sparred with Scott Walsh before that in the, in the ring. And I popped my arm on his shoulder and he lifted my arm up. And my shoulder came out of the socket and went back in. And I thought, hey, fuck that. Didn't think of nothing of it. And uh, so I was all right throwing straight shots... But I couldn't throw no hooks. Upper course, are over and rights. But I should have beat him with one hand. God bless his soul. I should have still beat him. And went in there like an absolute lunatic and gassed out in about four rounds, to be fair. That's, that's the, and, and the things that I've learned about myself, I just make sure my fighters don't do. You know. So I'm not making them making the same mistakes as me. But, and then went on. And then boxed for the European title. Uh, so the two fights I lost were two fight, title fights and boxing now this is my problem I have a problem with the British Boxing Border Control through this and the problem I have is is that when I went to Germany to box Vamovic um, uh, they um, I was there and then they've sent me a letter or ranked Brandon that says you need to come back to, to, to England and have another Scan, there's a problem with your with your scan. So, Brandon's come to me, he's got to fly back, have a scan. So, I flew back one day, and the next day, I flew back out to Germany and then waited in Germany until they give me a decision whether I can fly or not. So, I'm going back to England thinking, I've got brain damage, something wrong here, something wrong here, something wrong here. So, then the board passed, passed, passed it, passed the test but somebody's leaked it out it's all in the papers so I took a shot went over I flicked back onto my feet you know, like a wrestling flick flicked back on my feet got up banger and he steams into me bosh 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 referee jumps in stops it so my Christmas present was a letter from the board saying was suspending your license through to your scan the same scan that the past that let me fight so I've always had a beaming bonnet about that which I feel like if I was a bit wiser and uh, I would have probably took him to court because really they put me in a situation which... Oh,
0: and was that, was that the end of your career then? Yeah, that was it. So, so really, yeah, I, I mean, the, well, that's just completely inconsistent, isn't it? Of course it is. How can they pull your license yet they passed you to Bucks? Yes.
3: Hey everybody, this is Moto G Pete from the Nokomoto Motorcycle Podcast. Join us every week while we rate, review, ride, philosophize and generally obsess over every single motorcycle make, model and style that could possibly exist, plus news and racing. That's the Nokomoto Motorcycle Podcast for Moto One Podcast Network Studios.
1: You know, or oh, listen, either I've got a problem or I've not got a problem. So, obviously I, obviously, I went and had another scan and did all the bits and bobs. But do remember, this is the time when Michael, Michael Watson's suing the board. So, there must have been at least 10, 15 people that got the license struck off straight away through that. that. probably wouldn't now. No, that wouldn't now, you know? Because when I asked him what the problem was on the scan, he says, obviously, I went there thinking, I've got brain damage, for me, there's, there's something wrong here. And he looked at his scan. And says, there's no problem with the scan. There's no trauma or nothing around this scan that would cause you that means it was caused through a punch or anything like that so I says can you send that to four different neurologists and they went no problem did that paid for it board went no because it's all about opinions isn't it? and their opinion is that and just covering their own backs I guess yeah covering their own backs I understand but like I said I don't want to box if I've got a problem but it kind of it kind of left a really bad taste in my mouth with the board you know no one wants
0: to box if there's something wrong with their brain anyway do they
1: but you want to you want to just have a proper assessment you can imagine I thought, right then, I went in like an absolute lunatic in the first fight, tried to take him out in a couple of rounds, didn't happen. So in the second title fight, I've gone in there too relaxed. So I'm thinking after the fight, I'm thinking, right then, regroup. I know exactly where I need to be now. Don't don't let the let the soup boil over. And don't let it not boil. It just needs to be bubbling. That's where I need to be. That type of, you know, just keep just hot enough. So I was kind of very 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 disheartened with the board but yeah i'm still here i'm doing all right and you know i was just i
2: was just going to say that you you wouldn't you wouldn't think like this and nor would you matt because you're both fighters but but for me i'm sitting here listening to you tell me that story and i understand the frustration but immediately i think to myself but it all worked out okay didn't it maybe it wasn't such a bad thing because well, you're sitting here with us now having a good chat and you've yes, been going to achieve a, a lot of success I do and-
1: understand I understand that but as a fighter you're going to look at it I'm a fighter first and foremost I'm a fighter forget forget the security forget the, the trainer I'm a fighter hot by heart and I feel I feel I understand looking back at it I see now but at the time I would have I would have gone and got, if I knew I would have gone and got another license in another country and just done it carried on because I feel like I really underachieved how how old were
0: you then when you 30 still young
1: yeah 30 so I I feel like I really underachieved in my career I could have done better could have done better understand that's all all it was I I completely I completely understand I don't believe that and it takes a while to be okay with that to kind of get past that doesn't it and it's it's still every time I see these from the board it pisses me off understand because I feel like they're very inconsistent in what they do listen the best thing about the board is the medicals you know uh, I don't want to get into a rant about the board because we ain't getting anywhere with it but and then for for me and, and it's, it's,
0: it's a hard job isn't it as well though for them Look, it is, it is, they've got to make some difficult decisions but they? but they
1: made a really stupid decision because either I've got a problem or I haven't got a problem you can't, you can't give me a problem it's not a problem then all of a sudden it's a problem you know what I mean that's all but like I said it's it's gone. It's nearly thirty years ago. So, <laughs> you know what I mean. But it still, it still, it still digs away at me a little bit. And every time I speak to him about certain things,
2: just, just tell me what what was it like going over and sparring in Germany? Because Johnny's told us some stories about those trips, um, and it sounds like it was Spartan to say the least. Uh, you know, it was kind of in the old. East Germany I yes, think was where mate. you went Frankfurt the order wall, the
1: wall wasn't down that long at that moment, no, I don't think I think it was about 91 I went there yeah and it was funny because I'm I'd sparred with Akiwandi and then on the return they wanted me to go over there so I get off the plane in, in Berlin and about a two hour drive through Berlin through the wall and it was what funny was it like of, over there that time uh, a lot of these little Trabank cars I'll t- I tell you a little story uh, so the first day sparring I go to the gym bring my bag and he's going yeah, yeah yeah boom 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 and he goes uh, I says how many rounds we're we doing today he says only 8 today first day you know only 8 <laughs> rounds yeah yeah so he's basically he's trying to put it on me isn't he yeah of course so I went okay <laughs> so I've gone out there and my fate my most successful punch for me is a jab. Yeah, that's my most successful punch. Always has been. And a jab his not off for eight rounds. Absolutely popped him, popped him, popped him, and he didn't get to me at all. So I'm thinking, tomorrow or the next spine session, he's putting it on me. He's coming. He's coming. You know that. You know, yeah, you, know, you know what it is. He's coming. The next, the next day. Same thing. Next spine session the same thing I'm thinking he's coming he's going to come soon that was him could not handle it at all I mean I hit him I stepped to the right and I hit him with an uppercut wobbled him to his boots and I'm going is your alright, isn't and he's trying he's going no no it's his leg it's his leg it's his leg he's got a bad leg oh okay cool 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 but he was a nice kid you know when you don't want to bash him up? And who's who was this you was barring? Huh?
0: And who was this who was barring? Axel Schultz. Axel Schultz. Yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and uh, absolutely done him. Because that's when I met Joko Mavrovic, because he'd just been sound by the Solans. Darkie Smith was over there with yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it was funny because I... Yeah, uh, it was Universum the promoter. Yes, yes yeah, years yeah. Of Universum was a promoter. So I was over there, and I must have done... <coughs> I was just, just writing the rounds down. Every day I was just writing it down what I was doing, what I was doing. Probably, I was there for four weeks. Yeah, a long time. I mean, by the end of it. And I'm not going to say he was on drugs or steroids, but he was sh- sh- freakishly strong on the very last ball we had. Freakishly strong. Way more so than the other spars. Listen, I sparred him from day one and the last day of sparring, there's me and Joko in the gym. And he's gone. Uh, so, Joko's got his gear on. He wanted to do the first first five rounds with him. And he said, no. Nah, I want him first. what pointed at me. By that time, I've done that many rounds. Why to be fair, absolutely knackered. So, I'm, I just went in there and just tip, 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 tip. And I couldn't believe how strong he was. Could not believe. It was funny because the way that he came in to the, where they, the way that they came in to the gym they come in in force today They've come this is the last sport they've come in in force him and his trainer and yeah. somebody else and I'm thinking to myself hmm <laughs> yeah you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, of course yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> that's why I'm laughing so much because I know exactly yeah. what you're on about I <laughs> get okay, a little no one so <laughs> one day I'm walking to the gym you like this huh? walking to the gym this car pulls up beside me on the other side of the road shouts something to me in German I went no sprach into Deutsch so, like, oh. anyway, so he goes down the street comes back up on my side opens the door and says to me my friend I went yeah he said would you like to be in Blue Movie <laughs> swear to God swear, I was like, no, 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 you're right, okay. It would have been easier with sparring by the yeah, sound hey, of it. Mate, but I was thinking, no, the sparring was easy, uh, um, but I thought, after I thought, hey, I could have wore a gimp mask and nobody would know it was me, innit, I could have made a film, <laughs> 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 I had no tattoos or nothing then, I could have got away with it. Oh, funny, yeah, but, yeah, it was, it was different, it was different out there, and just having to, Brandon used to do that, send you away on these sparring jobs, just so, you find yourself. That's how Johnny did it, didn't he, really? I mean, he went on more sparring jobs than anybody. That, he would have been the worst person to, to get ready for, to spar with, he would. The worst. He'd have done your heading before you would feel had... shit, wouldn't he? Yeah. Your time and everything. Yeah. It'd he, he, offset yeah, you'd do everything. Like I said, I thought I was fast until I sparred with Johnny. No, he was quick. He was quick. Very quick. Fast, fast job. No, he was... He was
2: he told us a, a few stories about those East German sparring days and, and like you just said it kind of it set him up because it was tough and you're there by yourself most of the time and builds no, character long, yeah absolutely you, when you
0: go back to an empty room on your own and you've had a shit spa and you're sitting there all the negative thoughts bouncing around your head and you've got to get it together and come back the next day and then you put
1: a good spa you, you know what I mean just builds character yeah of course and I think I think if you don't if you don't have these adversities in your life it doesn't you don't, you, if it's all plain sailing soon as you have a little bit of a stumble you don't know what to do with it you know and I think life boxing is life you know you can you can take all your all the way through your care you can take bits out of it and and apply it to your apply that from your boxing to your life it's like transferable
0: lessons skills. and skills isn't yeah, it tra- yeah, life lessons right. it's like boxing's the ultimate up and down roller coaster isn't it but life's up and down isn't it yeah. you know so it does, it does prepare you
2: so just before we just before we let you go, we won't keep you too much longer. Give us a few, give us a few um, behind the scenes stories from 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 the security side of things because you must have seen some things. I don't know how many of them you can tell us about but it's just uh, things like getting fighters out of their dressing rooms when they don't want to come out. I remember <laughs> I was at the press conference for example when Gisora chucked that table around. You know, very, very, oh, very odd um, things yeah. happen in boxing.
1: Yeah, like I said, you know, I was on the stage when I was standing behind him. I kind of had a little chuckle probably a little bit of not professional but I couldn't believe I thought the table was heavier than that. It was just some little oh, launch thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Listen, but and then I had to put about four or five different fires out because treasure was going off. Um, Dylan was going off. No, um, uh, Dylan's. What's his name?
3: Dylan's Dean. old. No no, 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 no. Dylan's trainer, Mark Tibbs, was going off.
1: He threw. He threw a microphone across the room. Then you've got.
2: New guests every week, compelling interviews that you want to hear. Check us out wherever you get podcasts, One Star Recruits.
1: Uh, Adam was in the middle of it all yeah. as well, Adam Smith. <laughs> it was brilliant. I, I, then we've got uh, Jazora's mate keep trying to kick off. So I, I went there, went there, went there. That was, but to be fair, off, off the top of the, I'll tell you, Naz is probably the, one of the best people I've seen. He used to say things and do things you would not believe. He was probably one of the most. He said. He says to us in the change rooms. He went. He said to me personally. He boxed outside Lowell in Scotland. He went. I will knock him out with the very first punch I throw. Got in the ring and virtually did it with his second punch.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, he said. And his debut, he's in the corner, shining, Brendan. Watch this body shot. Bosh took the kid out. Just just unbelievable. For me, I know you want some stories of bot- I can't think anybody uh, think of any off the cuff right now. But there's yeah, that's
0: about what it. What about when you to New York that time when he fought Kevin Kelly? That look, I mean, we were just watching that at home oh, and you was all out there. That was fun. It seemed like it was a great There's trick, a kid called
1: uh, Tony T bar, his name is, yeah? He's, he's, he died on a motorbike. One of Naz's very, very good friends. And you know, the um, the i seen brothers the two brothers they're standing in the back he must have said something to one of them one of them pushed him you know the boarding behind the stage he went flying through the back of that there's some right good different stories honestly I've got some stories but I can't tell them on here no,
0: I've <laughs> got I
2: thought, a few thought, of them myself uh, Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> couldn't tell them on here no, probably, i will probably be encrypting myself you know what I
2: mean <laughs> I thought that might well be the case uh, which is absolutely fine uh, we, we, we understand it's uh, even Macklin's take has got a kind of watershed. It's pretty high in fairness but uh, but but you have to draw the line somewhere so before we let you go, just just one more question for you, just a kind of hypothetical yeah. um, we were both in Saudi um, a couple of weeks ago watching the kind of chaos unfold at the end of the fight with, yeah. with Anthony in the ring and quite a lot of people said afterwards, I was one of them as well actually, and I did kind of say it before I'd really thought it through completely, I was one of the people who said you know, somebody on this team should have got a hold of him and, um, and and kind of steered him away from all of that. And then it occurred to me that's probably not that easy a thing to do. Correct. If you if you've been managing that situation as his as his guy, if you like, as you were for Naz, what would you have? How would you I have think, done I it? I think
1: I think it's all down to Benga's his mate, yeah, or his cousin, yeah. Now I'm not here out in nobody, but for me, if I'm not close to the fighter as he is the family yeah I should be able to listen behave yourself let's get out of this rink understand and that's what I say because no matter what you can say or I mean like I heard that phrase that said oh I would have took a shot for him I would have took a punch I don't care might have done but for me you've got to be able to grab him and shake him and say listen don't do this in the air understand don't do this in here because if once you speak to him properly say so think about what you're doing here look where you are I'll give you a prime example Sunday Ryan <laughs> Sunday Ryan when she boxed
0: <laughs>
1: yeah yeah <it's> short, yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah yeah of course yeah. that's what i and, and if and if and if he got the respect for his for his cousin his way, he, he wouldn't do it understand I don't care what had happened With Sun, 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 Sunday Ryan uh, in the ring when she got the decision when she didn't get the decision against Farris in her first fight, she's in there. She was about in tears. I went to her, don't you fucking cry in this ring. Hold it together here. Do what you want in the changing room. But right now, as to go across, congratulate her and get out of the ring. If you want to cry, get in the changing room. Fix up. You know what I mean? Because you can't show no emotion like that. You're feeling it inside. Yeah, you got to try and fight it but down. But I told her, yeah. said, so fucking don't Do not. <laughs> show anybody that you're upsetting here right now. Do what you want in the changing room, but right now, cool. But like it's, like I said, it's very easy for us to say, oh, we, we could have done this, could have done that. But for me, if I grabbed him and said to him, listen, pinned him up and hold him. Just listen, behave. Think about what you're doing. Understand? Because I think you just need a stern talking to right there and then to know. I don't care what you're doing. Stay there. I'd have grabbed onto the ropes. Wenger should have grabbed onto the ropes, held him there. But like I said, I don't have that relationship with him as Wenger's relationship. That's just my personal opinion on it. You know? He might not have been able to do it. He might have said to him, move, get out of the way. Understand? So, it's hard. It's hard. And, and if... And if... Um, I feel that... Do you think about a fight forget what happened at the end what do you think about the fight do you think he had the right tactics for it or not the right tactics for it me me personally I feel that no disrespect to his two trainers but completely the wrong game plan for me But uh, because you can't hold your feet and punch with Yusek you've got to move your feet and punch with him understand because if you're just going to stop punch stop Punch. It's too quick. It's too quick. He's just going to keep moving, and if you can't move your feet and punch at the same time, you have no chance of being him. The difference between Tyson and and um, AJ is Tyson can run at you and punch at the same time, where AJ has to stop, punch, stop, punch, stop, punch. And if you watched it, every time he stopped, you just went like that or moved. You know. That's why. That's why you seek. So constant good. movement feints kept offsetting him because exactly. he has to get set to punch yes. and he keeps offsetting him exactly done. and if you can't tell me that uh, Danny Garcia is the right man because I don't believe it I don't believe he was it might be alright for a skeezer that's just going to stand there like a, a Dylan that you can sit there and have a, a, a punch off with but somebody that's going to move you need, you need a trainer that's going to move your feet you need, you need the best place for him to would have been gone was probably to the ingles or to me or somebody like that which is 20 minutes down the road from him. Understand? at loughborough but like i said you know everybody everybody uh, because you haven't got the name of a top trainer or this or that they don't really give the they ain't gonna get they ain't gonna give you the credit for it but me personally i feel i would have done a better job that's my point yeah well why not yeah you know (laughs) and and you've got and i think this is, this is my personal opinion I think that uh, Angel Fernandez was out of his out of his depth in that situation and that's not his fault he's been put in a, a high high a very very pressured situation and I don't know why they're saying that he was winning because I didn't see him winning any of them rounds to be fair I think he probably won I don't know how he got that so many rounds I think he probably won three you know I think he could have done better I think he could have done that because he was, it really it was a continuation on from round, that was round 13, round 14, round 15. And he didn't really do much better, really. He tried harder, but he didn't really do much better. And even when they were saying that he was hitting with body shots and hits, he didn't look that uncomfortable to me, really. He probably got caught with a couple of shots, but nothing that really steered him or really, he came come back in the next round and put it on him, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he did in the 10th. I mean, that was, that was, you know, it was, on, on, on the cards, at that point, it was very close, and he then just he then just took it away from him. It'll be interesting to see what happens next. We're still, as we record this, it's all gone a little bit more quiet due to due to the due to the news about the Queen. Basically, the news between Fury and Joshua has gone a little bit a little bit more quiet. By the time you listen to this, you'll probably know whether that's going to happen or not. If you if you any expectation that well, that's I'm actually going to happen?
1: What, what do you think? You think that happens, Fury? AJ? I think I think if AJ boxes Fury, it's stupid. Right now. I, th- I don't think it's a clever move, and I don't think that Eddie would want him to have it to do that. I think he wants to milk that cow two more times before he puts him in, put before he puts him puts him in with um, AJ. I think I think Fury will absolutely ruin him. That's my personal opinion, and I think if he puts him Yusik in with Fury, I think. Fury ruins him as well he'll probably box him southpaw and beat him at his own game that's what he'll do he's too big too strong too clever and just not right in his head is he?
3: let's
1: get it right isn't it? because one minute he wants to box for a billion then he's not boxing no more. then he's doing this listen I've trained him man. know so I know and he's for me he's one of the most nicest kids you can be around Tyson people think that people think that Tyson's is, but Tyson's just a, such a humble humble lovely kid understand really really nice I, I, not because I've only trained but trained him and helped him and been in done his Corner probably 8-9 times but he's just a nice kid normal normal kid normal, normal and, and you know him now, you know what I mean he's just a proper kid no airs and Grace he's not even the slightest big headed not in the slightest I, just, I think I'm, obviously I've been around AJ and AJ's gone more the corporate route, hasn't he? Would you say as a fighter, where where Ed, Tyson's just Tyson raw, a bit more raw, raw, and he's more endearing to the crowd. It's a bit like a Ricky Hatton, isn't he? To a Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that's
2: a fair a fair comparison. So this really is the final one before we before we let you go. You do have things to do, although as you say, you've you've, de- you've deputised this afternoon. Yeah,
0: he's a delegator.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm <Like laughs> a facilitator. <laughs> what?
0: what were you so upset
2: about at the O2 and that KSA night you should have seen it MacLe Clifton was he wasn't be, he, was, he was fuming with yeah, he I was, was fuming, absolutely he had <laughs> yeah, a little bit I don't
1: usually lose it in the ring and, and salmon went Cliff, Cliff calm down, calm down no what it was is that the kind of in the situation of that night it was there was one geezer got in the ring and he, he's knocked somebody out and there's only certain two people supposed to get in the ring Miss Keys is trying to pull one of my security guards off the ringside and his dad's saying, don't put your hands on my son. Don't put your... I said, don't put your hands on your son. He's not even allowed in the ring, mate. And so we had a bit of a shout match, and I said to him, if you don't... If you keep talking to me like this, you might not even make it back to the plane, mate. <laughs> that's what I said to
2: him. <laughs> uh, that, that was the gist that I picked up from about 20 feet away. Uh, yeah, it, was, but, like, it was entertaining to watch.
1: Yeah, but like I said to him, he was, he was being very disrespectful, trying to disrespect the security on the ringside it was already a tense situation with the misfits this place was rammed in here a couple of weeks ago and what they've done is they've given people triple A passes that you could walk if you've got a triple A pass you could walk five people anywhere you wanted to that's why the ringside was so rammed because what they do the mates would bring them bring them in and walk out a different entrance leaving them in there I mean, listen honestly. If that there
0: was, was loads of people there that shouldn't have been there.
1: Exactly, and they messed up on the tickets and all sorts. But to be fair, it would it, it was busy. It was going to busy. It would have been busier than tomorrow. Now, you seen it? Didn't you? It was into to the rafters, oh, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the fights were absolutely terrible. But <laughs> but listen, who cares? It's a white collar event. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. White collar. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, and there'll be more of
2: them. And and they got know. one on the fifteenth. Yeah, they've got one. Yeah, yeah they've got a couple on the fifteenth of October, which will clash with, with the revised date for. Yeah, uh, and we're doing both shield, shows, so I'll we'll get more
1: men. Do you fancy yeah. getting an NSAA badge? <laughs> and helping me out. <laughs> I, I mean, wouldn't mind one of those jumpers. I don't. I, I don't think really on the front line. line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put them on a ring post, isn't it? I don't really
2: want to have to do anything for it, though. If I'm, yeah, if just, I'm just, honest, just I'm not for... bad at talking people out of things. Yeah. I could maybe reason someone out of the ring, but um, not 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 in quite the same fashion as as, as you I don't know. When
0: people's heads are gone kind of, it's that
2: easy yeah, reason mate, with listen. them. <laughs> especially when
1: somebody's trying to get in the ring. When especially when a fight has been knocked down, you're saying you go and get in. You've got people screaming around there.
2: No, it's it's it's, it's some place that, that that ring on fight night after a big fight when the when the bell's gone and you're waiting for the cards and the whole world's trying to get in there. You see people just trying to slide through the ropes on one side then they'll go around the other side and try and slide in there. And it's just, it's it's absolute chaos, isn't it, at times?
1: By the way, I don't work for Matchroom no more. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that. That That's quite surprising. Well, everybody, it's their choices, isn't it? Uh, I've been working for this company for over 20 years and they've decided that... Because I'm working for another company, basically that's what the real kids—they can say whatever they like. Because uh, I work for Sky and Boxer, they don't want the same people on the same, same people on the same security on the same jobs. Basically, that's how I see it. There's no other reason why you do that. Because
2: we are the best of the business of what we do. No, I mean that's that 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 kind of thing yeah, yeah.
1: Of,
0: I, I,
2: I, I'm, I'm I don't
1: a, think I think it's happened with a lot of people that have worked for, for Matchroom and now only working for
0: I, I think in, in Boxing not just Matchroom there's a lot of petty ownership yes that when you work for them they feel like they own you and if you go with someone yeah. else then you yeah. know, and, and that's not just Matchroom I think that's across the board in well, Boxing Oh you get that
2: in everything you get that yeah. in, in, in my but side of things as well sometimes
1: my thing is this though if you only want us to work for you tell us then it? and then pay me a retainer and then I will yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've had this
2: exact conversation with people myself yeah. the exact conversation and, and it's
1: listen listen I, I enjoy working for Sky I enjoy working for Boxer I enjoy working for Wasserman understand so for me they haven't a problem I have got a problem but like I said you know I don't I don't um, hold any grudges they've done well for me I've done well for them they've put me on the map I've also put them on the map as well you know
2: Okay, excellent. We'll uh, we'll wind it up there. Uh, the lobby's just thinning out a little bit, but uh, still a few people knocking around. So we've had a good week this week, actually. Peter Fury, Clifton Mitchell—that's a pretty stellar lineup, I think, for a couple of podcasts to to pick up. As I say, Clifton, you've been on the list for for ages, and, and that's, that's, that's the god's honest truth. Um, mm-hmm. I saw Tris Dixon, did one with Mike Goodall this week, Macklin, and he's, he's somebody as well. I think Goodall is. I think he's right up our street, isn't he, Mike? He'd, he, he, he's he's definitely one to track down as well he'll be around he, here somewhere he, I'm sure
1: he is I feel that he'll he, they'll, they'll do that when he passes away they'll, they'll have, <laughs> there'll be no boxing nobody will be having the rings out you know what I mean <laughs> but because that's it. as long as I've known him wow. that man's been putting the rings up and down
0: yeah absolutely absolutely. He must yeah. some dough under his, ba- under his oh, uh, <laughs> he'll have to get it out now because <laughs> he the
1: change the face
0: aren't they? <laughs> He's got a phenomenal work rate. Yeah.
2: Okay, well we'll leave it there. Clifter, thanks very much, Matt. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, thanks for your Thank time you. as well. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you again next time. Not that Maggie.